Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Where To From Here, the place where we empower, equip, and edify you as you navigate through life. I am your host, Coach Jay, and I'm so excited to have you joining us today on another one of our podcasting episodes. And I must say, this one is a bit different. It's a discussion where I thought I should then bring a friend on board to be able to share their journey and share their experiences. Um, As you have seen in the previous weeks and months, we have just been sharing information around identity, around purpose, and around life vision. So I thought, let me remove the perspective from a teaching perspective and just hone in onto having someone who would share how it looks like practically and how the journey has been for them and what they are currently doing in their lives, right? So hello, Fortunate. I welcome you. Hello, hello, and good afternoon. Thank you so much for hosting me. It's such an honor. Um, it's my I'm excited to be sharing. <laughs> <laughs> you are welcome. So if you can just introduce yourself to our audience. Um, all right. So my name is Fortunate Maviko. I'm the founder of Empowerment Creations. I am an, I'm a training life coach currently and yeah okay and tell us more about empowerment creations what do you do as a company what do you focus on who do you serve and so forth so i'll basically you know tell you why empowerment creations and then i'm going to tell you what we do as a company so it will make um, you know more sense so yeah. you know empowerment creations was birthed when I meaningfully accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And I'm saying meaningfully because there are moments we just, you know, accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and then life goes on from then, nothing changes. But when I meaningfully did that, you know, I would look at myself in the mirror all the time, and I was like, I am empowerment, you know. I would declare that upon myself. And I didn't understand why until, you know, I started blogging on my personal Instagram just sharing a bit of my stories here and there and sharing my testimonies and stuff. And through that, it touched a few young women's lives. And then I realized, you know what? I can actually empower with my story. From my experience, I can actually empower someone. So Mm. I then thought, why not then do, you know, an empowerment program? And that's where, you know, empowerment creations was birthed. So... EC basically is an empowerment program that was founded, you know, to help young women build their future. We want to bring hope to them and equip them with tools that no one else can take away from them. Wow, that's awesome. That's really, really awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So if uh, any of you as our audience would like to know more about empowerment creations at the end of the podcast, we will be sharing uh, information on where you can get them. We will be sharing their Instagram. They also have a podcast that you can just add onto your playlist. And uh, Fortunate would share if she has any email addresses for those of you who would want to stay in contact with her on a personal capacity. You would then be given the opportunity to do so. So now I, I want you to share your thoughts, right? on identity because we we have so many people around the world, different coaches, different pastors, you know, um, people regardless of belief, they are all teaching about identity. Surely there is a, a significance in knowing who you are and knowing your identity that would yes. then lead to how well your life is then lived out. So can you then share your thoughts on the importance of identity for each and every individual. Hmm. Wow. Well, um, I think, you know, identity is a very important thing. And knowing who you are, for me, I think saves you, uh, saves you from wasting time being someone else. Because if you don't know who you are, then it means you are in character of someone that is not you. And you're basically wasting your time. You know, the Bible mm-hmm. speaks about seasons. 
And you can never know which season you are in if you are not yourself. Maybe you are in a season or something wrong. So identity is very important. I feel, uh, you know, a false identity kills joy. It kills your peace and also the ability to experience life at its level best. You know, it's, yeah. it's like living a programmed life. Uh, but when you know who you are, and I'll always say this, when actually God hands you over a blueprint of who he created you to be, then there's just that level of peace, you know, that comes with that. And with that, yeah. you are able to actually find your purpose because you don't serve the right purpose if you don't know who mm. you are. You know, yeah. um, on a movie, you can play the best at that character, but that's not you. You are acting. Yes. You know, yeah. you are told what to do. So when you don't know who you are, you are you are at risk of taking whatever the world throws at you and put it on yourself because you are in character. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. That's true. I would say that is true. And in our previous episodes where we had an identity challenge, sorry to throw this on you because I know we didn't discuss this, but I just needed to go in depth when it comes to identity, but also to get probably an input or insight from your side on how you actually manage to balance the two. When we were doing our identity challenge, we shared the importance of knowing your identity in the Lord, right? Yes. But also, aside from that, uh, there is this thing of knowing who you are, meaning your authentic self, right? Yes. And in yes. most instances, the identity that God gives us and who we are within us would not even align. You would find yourself where the, your identity in Christ is calling you higher into an individual that you have never been, into an individual that you sometimes feel unworthy of becoming or you see as difficult to become, right? And I believe in some way, each one of us in our journey of, of becoming, of learning who we really are, we would face uh, that contradiction where who sa God says that you are and who you see yourself to be are not yes. in alignment. So for you, how did you navigate those waters? Hmm. It was... A bit difficult, I'd say. Um, you know, hearing about identity through Christ um, from someone else, it sounds easy until you are living it. So I've always thought I'm this person and I was becoming uh, the other version of me. And I always felt I'm a model. I want to do one, two, three. You know, that was I, what I felt that who I am, you know, and I'd made peace with that and I was living with that. But mm. after my journey, like at the beginning of my journey with God and realizing what he wants me to be and who he is mm. be, it wasn't so easy because it took away from me, uh, I'd say, you know, certain friendships, uh, certain things I used to, to call normal for me. And, you know, it wasn't easy. Mm. Because I thought, can I do this? Am I able to live like this? God, isn't this something so bigger, you know? Who people mm. understand a lot of things. And I realized that I can only figure this out through leaning onto his understanding and not mine. Yeah, yeah. Because an identity that God gives you, it's like introducing you to another you that you never knew existed, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I yeah. didn't know that a coach existed in me. I had no idea. I thought, who would I ever coach? What am I even going to say? You know, but yeah. I find myself today so passionate about this. Mm. And I wouldn't have done that if I didn't, if I didn't lean into God's understanding of who he wants me to be and who he has yeah. created me to be. Hmm. Okay, but aside from the losses, you know, because you are indicating you had to lose friendships, you had to mm. lose thoughts about yourself that you believed you had. What were yes. the gains? Like, what would you say you have then attained from working out that identity in the Lord? Yo, I gained such beauty. Um, you know, God brought to me, he surrounded me with uh, women that... Um, older than me, slightly older than me, you know, people in their 30s and approaching 40s. And that was, for me, 
being pulled to a place where there's so much wisdom, where there's so much greatness and peace, where there's reality of things, you know, with women Mm. who are telling me about themselves at the age that I am now, that they wish they had this at my age. They wish that. So it made me, it built me up. And I realized that I wouldn't have gotten such encouragement and wisdom from the old friendships that I had. So Mm. it was a beautiful gain, you know, and Mm. at first when it was happening, I thought, God, are you stripping me off now? And then um, is this shame? What is this? You know, but Mm. again, for me, you know, the, the women that he brought into my life to surround me, you know, it was amazing it was incredible i wouldn't have given up i wouldn't have thought of that and i wouldn't give up that for anything that's awesome that's really beautiful and it's beautiful the works of god really um even though we do not understand them at the moment that we may find ourselves walking that journey with him but the the most precious thing that god has really given us would be the gift of hindsight where through all the pain through all the unknowns and the confusion and that journey of really sprouting out into that beautiful butterfly once you then reach that place you then see the beauty in the journey you see the support yeah from Mm. god as a father right you see how the holy spirit had become your friend had really supported you guided you gave you counsel right so now in the practical sense of things, like how would you say that journey looked like for you? How did you realize or discover your true identity and purpose? Um, you know, the Bible says, um, seek first the kingdom of God, you yeah. know. Um, like I said, you know, we discussed the, the identity that I felt, okay, this is my identity. Then there was identity through Christ. And Mm. I would say that nobody can discover who they really are and what their purpose really is unless they have a relationship with God, you know? Not a person who goes to church, not just any Christian, not a feel-good moment on a Sunday only, but a relationship with God, you know? So I had to ask God, I said, God, with everything happening around me, you know, my friendships and everything, everything. And you calling me at such a younger age, you know, I could have been out there enjoying myself and I'll come back to do church stuff when I'm 40. And I'm like, why now? What do you want? What are you saying? Mm. And he started loving me, you know, and we had faith journey where when whatever I ask and how I'm feeling and I run to him and he's answering, responding and everything to show me that I am with you. I am guiding you. I hear you. Mm. And I love you. Through that, I was able to trust and lean on him, you know? And that's when he started uh, helping me discover this woman, you know, he started Mm. uh, putting out a lot of things. It was through dreams. It was through, you know, maybe I'm watching a sermon, listening to whatever, everything started making sense you know puzzles coming pieces of puzzles coming together and then i realized okay so this is then the purpose so then this is who you want me to be this is then who i am you know and yeah with that i didn't have to struggle to fit in with the tribe that understood the person that i was now becoming i didn't Mm. have to fit in you know it would just be And then I realized there was a difference then when I didn't know God and didn't know myself. By then, I I worked so hard to fit in, so hard to prove a point, to prove that, no, this is is what you're supposed to see. This is fortunate. This is, you know, I had to push hard. But now it's effortless. Yeah. because, Because God has put it out there. God has put it on me and I don't have to strive so hard. I don't, I don't even have to strive, you know, it's just, Mm. I'm fortunate, you know, I am this woman who loves to encourage, I empower others, I inspire others, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so in doing, um, having to be a coach, then didn't have to be a thing of, I just want to study and do something. I don't, I just want this course. I just want to coach someone. No, it came as a passion. Mm. Mm. 
Okay, that's beautiful. That's beautiful because what I gather from that is that you are saying it was more of an intentional journey, right? Yes. A journey of pursuit where yes. you, you needed to know your why. You needed to yes. know where it is that you are going and what God had in store for you. Definitely, definitely. I just, that, I just believe that, you know, um, God has created each person with a unique purpose. And to serve that purpose, you need to, to know who you are and specifically mm. who he has created you to be because he knew us. We were not a surprise to him. Mm. He planned everything. So unless yeah. you know those plans then you are mm. literally living, you know, a wrong life or a programmed life and unfortunately programmed by the world. Yeah, yeah. That's true. And what would you then have to say to someone who, who would be saying that, you know, um, I've, I've walked out this journey of, of wanting to become and I'm now getting disappointed in the journey because I feel like I am more broken than I thought that I was. The more I try to find out who I am, the more I found out really what is wrong with me, right? I realize um, how I've, I've believed uh, these negative things about myself that it's so difficult for me to see the positive in who I am. How would you advise such a person? Hmm. I would advise that, um, you know, Dr. Miles um, strongly speaks about the law of association. Yeah. Um, in a journey, everyone's journey, we are mostly built by our environment. You know, yeah. we are the results mostly of who we are hanging out with, what are we talking about, and, mm. you know, a lot of and so I would say, you know, take a moment to step away just fast from certain associations and find God, yeah. you know, God is very gentle and doesn't force himself on people. He has given us a choice. You know, you yeah. either choose him or you choose the other side. And so when you just go there and say, God, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going. I don't even yeah. know if I want to continue to live. But the answer lies, you know, in your hands. Say something. I believe God is faithful enough to come through when you are tired of that. You know, mm. and I love uh, sharing from experience because then someone can relate and it makes better sense that way because I can testify to the things that I went through. So yeah, I was yeah. tired of pretending. I was tired. I didn't know whether I was coming or going. I didn't know even what job to choose, you know, because mm. I needed to please people around me. I had to fit in, you know. Mind you, when mm. you are a young woman and you've got goals and whatever, you end up feeling like maybe it was just a lie. I was just wishing what's next, get married and, and then sit and have kids, you know. Yeah, which is yeah. just a lie. It's a lie from the enemy. That's not what you deserve. That's just not the ending. Mm, that's true. So I would encourage that the best thing to do is to go to God. You can go to anyone for encouragement. You can read any book, but for as long as you don't have God's understanding, it's not mm. easy to execute what you've learned from someone else, what you've learned from, from the book. So, eventually you need to come to a point where you say, I don't know whether I have to go to a certain church or I have to do this, but God, you need to make a plan for me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think also it needs to come with a level of, of understanding that all have sinned and fallen short of, of the glory of God. Right. But yeah. God loved us even when we were still sinners. Right. Yes. And he is in the business of healing and restoring and repairing people. That's what yes. he does best. And he's in that business of repairing us into turning those ashes, those feelings of shame, those feelings yes. of, of disappointment, those unworthiness, those feelings of rejection. Right. And turning it into something beautiful 
that's what it's meant by beauty out of ashes, right? And yes. once that then becomes, then you see the beauty that you are because he has now instilled what he sees in you, right? He has solidified yes. it and then gives you purpose. So for you, on a day-to-day, -day, how does working and pursuing purpose look like for you? Like outside of your company, like in your day-to-day in a practical sense, how do you align yourself to purpose on a day-to-day? -day? Hmm. So I, I'm a sister to um, young adults, <laughs> uh, to teenagers. And, you know, I spend most of my time also maybe if I'm facilitating somewhere or I am hanging out with the ladies or something. So away from that, you know, I feed on wisdom. I really love hanging out with people who speak life and share that testimonies and, you know, all those things. And then uh, I journal a lot. That's yeah. my, my time of asking God the whys, of thanking God for the whatever, of discovering, oh, okay, I'm capable of doing one, two, three. That's the time mm -hmm. that I blog on my personal, you know, uh, account and just take into account what are people saying, what are they going through? You know, what can I do to assist? Okay, should I stand in the gap? Should I encourage? Should I, you know, all those things. So when I'm stepping out of just being a coach, I am actually stepping in into being a child of God who yeah. is trying to say, God, what is your mind? What, what are you saying about this situation? What can I do? Here I am, God, mm. use me, you know, in that. So with that, I am like actively serving a purpose away from mm. using it inside the company, inside empowerment creations, because I believe mm. that's where also the ideas on executing like the how and the what, how do we bring the value and whatever for empowerment creations. I believe that's where they come from as well. Through me, yeah. just me. Mm. Allowing God to work through me as his daughter. I don't yeah. want to be a person who is this side, like this common creations, and then in reality, I'm another. I want to remain yeah. with identity because I also don't want to, like, immediately you step in and out of that. Then it's like you're in and out of character and you might lose yeah. the identity that you, you had to pray so hard to get and understand. Because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, um, uh, Apostle Paul also tells us that we haven't arrived. You know, we never have to think that I have arrived, I have made it. That all these mm. experiences that I've had, it means, oh, you know, now my only job is to encourage. I have, I have seen it all. You know, I, I know, I know it all. You always yeah. learn every day. And so you should be open for learning. So even with yeah. your identity, you will be surprised that you don't know everything about you yet. God is still revealing. Yes. Yes. And so, you know, during that time when I am not like serving my purpose in empowerment creations, I am learning still who I am. I am learning still who God is because yeah. Today I know him as a father. To know him, I know. Uh, to, I mean, tomorrow I know him as a as a savior. The next day I know him as a restorer. You know, the other day I know yeah. him as the god of light, the god of whatever. So I am still in that journey of learning. Mm. Mm. And what I like it's the simplicity of it all. There is no strife in it, and that forceful becoming. It's not the uh, yes. because. What I've learned through experience also is that uh, when people think of purpose, they think of this huge thing, right? That they yes. miss their purpose in the little things, right? When we yes. think of purpose, we automatically think of callings. And when we think of callings, even in that, it's even worse because we're thinking uh, that the prophetic ministry, we're thinking pastoral yes. callings, we're thinking evangelism, right? But we, we forget the, 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 the where we are right now, what God wants for where we are now, right? 
and we tend to discount ourselves if we are not called in those offices but to see how practically you then live that out in your day-to-day in being a sister, in being an encourager of others, in surrounding yourself with sisters and ladies who pour into you in as much as you would then pour into them. That on its own is the simplest way to walk out your purpose. And if we were to be honest with ourselves, each one knows that God is pleased by a life well-lived right? Well lived in the sense of a life well lived in total reliance to him in the day-to-day, in the mundane things, not only trusting God in in the big things, in the big vision, but in the mundane of where you are on a day-to-day, where you are waking up at today, right? So I I like that because even in my journey of becoming, when I first, uh, found out what my purpose was. I was in the journey of of seeking God, of knowing my why and why I am here. And in that, I realized that I, I knew what it is that God was calling me to, but I was denying it for myself because to me, it seemed simple. Yes. For me, it <laughs> seemed like it's not something that God would call me to do. Isn't that what normal people would do? You know, yeah. like you were saying that you realize that your purpose is to encourage others, to support others, to pour into others, right? Yes. But yes. it's so easy to discount that, don't you think? It's very easy. It's very easy. We always, you know, um, I laughed when I was listening um, to a sermon where a pastor was saying, why do people think that God is calling us to be billionaires, you know, and stuff? <laughs> It is, <laughs> you know, it is this thing of looking at, ah, if the Satanist people or whatever, they can just do this and then now they're millionaires and now they're, you know, it's a journey. And now when you hear immediately about God, you think of being a pastor, being an apostle, being a whatever. And mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. God just wants you to be a good um, admin assistant. He wants yes. you to be, he wants you to be a good nurse, you know, he wants you to be a good doctor, you know, Mm -hmm. sometimes he wants Mm -hmm. you to be a good maid, you know, Mm -hmm. he just, he wants your heart. It's not about the material things. It's not about how big that car you're driving is. It's not about how many people you're going to fetch with that car, your heart, it's your Mm -hmm. heart, you know, David being a king who was crowned by God himself Mm-hmm. was all out seeking God's heart. He would dance yeah. for the Lord. He would consult with God. He would do yeah. his journals to God. You know, he loved God. There was always a communication between the two. And he wasn't this perfect man either. You know, he had his mm-hmm. flaws. Because of his heart, God would always be there, you know. And so when I also thought, okay, now God is calling me. I started thinking, God, you cannot make me a pastor. No, 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 I cannot. You know, (laughs) I was fighting it. (laughs) (laughs) I was fighting it. I couldn't imagine myself. I was like, what? I'd stand there and I'd start preaching. No, not me. You know? And even the thought of, oh, a coach. God, are you serious? A coach. And I thought, who is even going to listen to me? You know, with such a small body. They're not going yeah. to take me serious. But but God is like, look at what I have given you. Mm. And trust me. Yeah. You know. And stop yeah. thinking about billions. Stop thinking about being a pastor. Stop thinking about be my child. Yeah. You know, and when God gives you a vision, He would most sometimes mostly give you um the beginning and the end, nothing in the middle, nothing about the journey. Yeah. It's being told from here, we are going to the promised land and there's milk and honey. Now you've yeah. got the whole picture of milk and honey. He doesn't tell you about the journey, the whole pruning, the whatever, everything that has to be removed, everything you need to gain. He doesn't talk about yeah. that, but yeah, that's true. Others, it also sounds like it's so scary. Why is he keeping this a secret? And through mm. our weight and, the, and those tests, others miss it because they're rushing to the end, but they don't know what it is you need to remove within yourself in order for you to be worthy 
of what you are seeing there at the end. Yeah. You know, I yeah. didn't just, I don't think I would be a good coach if I didn't go through what I went through. And so it yeah. was a must. And currently what I'm going through, I don't think that there will be something empowering if I don't endure this. Yes. Mm. So I think yes. people should just understand that part. Yeah. And uh, our audience should understand, guys, that we are not saying don't, don't envision more for your life. We will be talking about life vision, but we want you to remove the pressure that pressure of becoming this this huge thing remove it and lean into the ease of the journey the leaning into god and the allowing of god to strengthen you and lead you right and trusting in his perfect timing right and if you you were to to look at our societies and look at our communities the m- most people who make the biggest impact are the stay at home moms uh, the auntie who decides to watch over the neighborhood kids there, the grandmother who decides to call the kids in her yard every Sunday to share the word with them, you know, mm-hmm. and make sure. it effortless. And they are n- not even recognized by anyone, right? Because they are honoring God yes, in their yes. day to day. And that's where mm-hmm. it starts. Even if we, we look at King David, he started as a shepherd boy. And he was faithful there as a shepherd of, of, of the sheep and protecting the sheep for where God would then raise him up to be a king, right? So if you are not faithful in the mundane, in the little things that you have, how would then be faithful in, in the big things, right? Yes, true. Now, while we are talking about that, let's lean into life vision ne? to say, what what is a life vision and what would you say is the importance of having one in your life hmm. um you know um i'd say it's the big picture you know that has uh, many components you know that make up our day-to-day life our family relationships you know the wellness personal growth love career finances and and, and etc and yeah it's important to have one because, you know, vision is basically of life, you know, and it's important to have one because in order for you to look forward to tomorrow, to sleep and wake up and, and have this zeal to live, it is only because you have a vision. Whether your vision is to build your mom a house, your vision is to build a house for yourself, is to be a good sister, to do this, the only way you can have that it's through having a vision, you know? Mm. And I think that is why God all the time gives us dreams, gives us vision, you know, and it's not good to not have any sight at all, you know? And so vision Mm. is very important, whether it's a godly vision or it's a life vision, you need to live your life knowing you're going somewhere. I honestly think that person with no vision is very miserable and very sad. Yeah. And anything can anything anyone I mean without um a vision you know it's very easy to fall into things like depression feeling unworthy feeling you know whatever and you feel you don't belong it is because you don't have vision you don't think of anything of so I don't think there is anything nice about just being part of the population and, and not producing anything at all. It's it's painful. Mm. Yeah. It's very painful. And so if people can realize how important vision is, we are not saying that a vision is owning a company, owning a whatever. You know, we can't all as a whole world be CEOs, you know? Yeah, someone yeah. needs to be under that. Someone needs to be whatever. But even if your vision is to be a teacher, a great teacher, build a house and whatever, work on that. Yes. Work on that. Start somewhere with the life vision that you have. Nobody wants to die poor, you know. But it doesn't mean that if you were born in a poor place, you cannot have a vision to someday live in a suburb area, someday do something better, someday do this, you can do that. But for you to make it and have that day-to-day life and, you know, organize and manage your career and finances properly, grow personally, 
you know, it's mm. through having a life vision. Yeah. That's so good I because think, you know, we just need to look forward to something in order for us to want to wake up the next day. Yeah. No one wants a stagnant life. Yes, definitely. Yeah, we are created to work. <laughs> <laughs> honestly but when we are there in the vein of of having this knowledge that our ways are not are, are not god's ways and yes. our thoughts are not god's thoughts like what what would you say is the difference between having a good vision for your life and having a god vision for your life mm, that's a trick question <laughs> well um you know, I think a good vision is um, a vision that satisfies you as a human being. You are happy mm. with it. You know, you want to run with it. This is your desire. And mm. it's literally something that has nothing to do with God. Sometimes you <laughs> might even think, I have it from God. You you plan things and then your while you are planning with this vision, running with it, you want to involve God to say, you see, God, I did it. You see? Approve it. <laughs> yes, approve it. Now come into the picture, God, and just tick, tick, tick. You know, this is what yeah. I want. You know, and for us women, I would give an example with ladies because we mostly marry ourselves off to a guy that we want. You know, yeah. this is what yeah. we want. The package is correct, God. I just want this. And you start planning a wedding in your mind. You already have kids running around, everything in your mind. And you say, I'm just waiting for God to say, I do on my behalf, you know? Mm. And then God mm. steps in and says, this doesn't glorify me. It's not my mm. vision for you, you know? Yeah. And it hurts. It hurts you. You throw tantrums. You say, no, you don't understand. The Bible says that, when you love me, you will give me what my heart desires and my heart desires this. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, and all these tantrums. <laughs> you know, throw all those tantrums and, you know, because mm. I would give you an example with the story of Jonah. It wasn't part yeah. of his vision to go where God had sent him. He said, no, I'm not going, you know. Yeah. Mm. And through that, going to the side that he thought I would go there rather. You know, he actually mm. messed up other people's lives in that boat, you know? Yes. And through yeah. our good vision, what we call good for ourselves, along the way, we get a situation like the one that Jonah had, you know? Yeah. And we are there messing up and everything because we are trying to push things and it doesn't yeah. glorify God, you know? And mm. he's not going to come and approve it because he knows what's on the way. He knows the finishing of it already. He already knows. So when he says, no, this is my vision, and you run with God's vision, then when trials do come, he is there. He already knows. Yeah. He has already made a way. And you will never face any troubles that are bigger than what you can handle for as long as you are running with God's vision. And so yeah. a God vision, you know, it's a vision that's not only beautiful, but it's backed up with such a power that it cannot be overcome by anything. Yeah. But yours, yours can be a house that's not built on the rock. And no matter how beautiful and big the house can be, if the wind comes, it will break down. Yeah. But it doesn't make it a bad vision. You know, I was giving mm -hmm. an example that, okay, I have this vision and it's a godly vision. Someone else has a vision and they're living a beautiful life and comfortable and everything. Does any one of us, can we stand there and say, she has a bad one and she has a good one? No. no. But we can compare and say, this glorifies God and this God is backing up. But this, you really need to speak to God because he didn't yeah. approve of this. Yeah. And it's amazing to see because um, with, with our good vision, we 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 think we've got it all under control because it doesn't yeah. need the supernatural power it just needs us and i can do it and execute it in my own strength i don't really need yeah. a lot of intervention from god's side right yeah i just need him to stand there and watch right and yes. if a, a god vision it can only be executed by him 
and through reliance on him. You cannot do it in your own strength. You can never. You you yeah. get tired and you need backup and it can only come from him. You know, I've seen people force things and want to go and study medicine and say, I am a doctor. Because according mm-hmm. to them, vision is this doctor. They see themselves in that uniform, they whatever. And mm-hmm. as time are frustrated with their jobs, they're not even treating patients properly. They're not, you know, they're frustrated with their life. And mm-hmm. now you are 40 years old, you are frustrated, you realize this is not what God wants. Mm-hmm. Then when you come back now, you are going to be upset once again and looking at your age and thinking I'm running out of time. Now you're going to yeah. be declaring restoration for good. All the time it's restoration, restoration, because you want to hurry up and catch up on things that you could have solved long time ago when there was yeah. still time to ask God, am I a doctor or I mm. am a nurse? Am I yeah. an engineer or I am this? You know, do I have to start a business or I have to do this? And through that, you avoid unnecessary stress of wasting your time becoming someone or something that you were not meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But God redeems. Because with, with experience, I've realized that there is no journey that is left wasted with God. Even yes. the negative things, he has a way of preparing you in that to bring about what he really wants for your life. And you sure. would think, I wasted five years being a, 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 an IT engineer when God wanted me to be a nurse. But as you navigate through life, you then realize that those moments of you being in that IT field would then benefit you being NS, you may come up with a software for, for doing house calls and things like that, right? Yeah. So we, we do serve a God who redeems the time, not only the circumstance, but the time as well. Yes, very true. Very true. It always comes in hand. Yeah. So what would you say are the, the, the keys that you can use to achieve your life vision? No matter how that vision looks like, but in the practical sense of things, what would be those things that you would then have to put in place to ensure that you achieve this life vision? Um, with the life vision, mm-hmm. I think you know, the first key is identity, like we spoke about, you know, know mm-hmm. who you are, know what you want. You really have to know what you want, you know, know your roots, it's important. Find God and allow him to show you the blueprint of who he, cre- he created you to be. And then also clarity, you know. Be sure that this identity is not something that you formed because you want to fit in somewhere. Be sure mm-hmm. that this is you. That in the next 10 or 6 years or whatever, you are still this person. If there's anything that's going to change, it's maybe how you used to look at whatever, now you look at it this way, you know, but yeah. have clarity on that. And if you feel that this vision is from God, also verify with him. There are often times that we, we think we've heard from God and we didn't. Then we go and run mm-hmm. with something, you know. So clarify with him, you know, be involved with him and say, okay, God, I'm not going to act without you. So I want you involved, you know, prove to me that this is whatever. And he's a faithful God and he will show us. And mm. be sure that you want to do this. That there's so many times that we are sure we want to do this. We are sure we want to end. It's not what we want. And it will get us frustrated along the way. So we need to know, you know. Then yeah. also clarify with your heart your mind you know Mm -hmm. because we see things in our imaginations and then we get this feeling and think i want this and in the Mm -hmm. process you realize that this was just an imagination i liked but i didn't like the journey you know so you need to when you are putting down a vision board be sure what i'm declaring what i want what i feel god is saying Let's do this. Yes, I want to do this. Then, you know, then you start to write it down, plan it, 
talk about it to somebody that you trust. It, it helps a lot to speak about your life vision to somebody that you really, really trust. Then you can also like just, just discuss it, you know? Yeah. And then you start to act. You never know unless you try. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You That's never know true. unless you try. So, you know, you start to act, to execute things, have that faith, you know, if you have a mentor, research about everything about them you know if that journey was something close to what you went through and stuff like you know do that mm. Mm. yeah that's beautiful also, that's- I also uh, like reading books relevant books to what you want to do I find it mm. very very helpful you know yeah mm. and you'd be surprised how much uh action we take on things that have nothing to do with our future but we take minimal action towards the things that actually add on to our lives right so there really needs to be intentionality from your part to say i'm going to be intentional in pursuing this i'm going to press down the fear i'm going to press down the worry I'm going to press down this side of lack of me thinking that I'm in lack. And because I don't have a certain financial standing, then it means I cannot achieve what I want. You know, work with what you have. You do need to work with what you have. You know, I mean, I'm I'm an example of that. I, (laughs) I asked God, I said, God, how do I become what you want me to become? You know, the finances and whatnot. And, while I was yeah. busy complaining, I was sitting there with my laptop open and next to me was a book by Dr. Miles. And mm. then, you know, God just said to me, you've got a book and a laptop. That's what we can use now. Yeah. And I started a book club. And from that book club, I started enjoying myself. Ideas came. And, you know, I started approaching the people that I thought were necessary to talk to. And, you know, and so we don't mm. need, sometimes you are looking at a tree and you're thinking, God, I don't even have money. But somebody looked at a tree and made a chair. They saw a chair, <laughs> you know, and you just saw a shadow. <laughs> you just saw a shadow to go there under that tree and sit there and complain. Somebody thought, okay, yeah. we can make a chair out of this, you know. So you need yeah. to think, you need to really think and you, you need to stop thinking you don't have what it takes, you don't have. When God calls you to do something, he already has a plan. Yeah. Your part is not to complain, but to just say, okay, where to from here? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <You> know? <laughs> That's true. And so many of us carry so many seeds, uh, but really? because we don't want them, because the process doesn't look like the way we expected it to look. I mean, God, I ask you for, for fruit, you give me a, a seed. A seed means that I have to work for me to get the fruit. But I want the fruit now. Yeah. You know? And because I want the fruit now, I don't want to use my seed. I don't want to plant the seed. I don't want to do the work. Because planting the seed starts with plowing the ground, removing the weeds, yeah. fertilizing the soil. You know? Mm, mm, sure. It is. And it is hard work. Like Even Pardon? It sounds like a, a huge process. Yeah. But it actually does, when but you're it... trusting in God, it's it's it doesn't feel that way because you know when you are in that journey, it's mm. only when you look back and you're like, I've come so far. Wow. Yeah. But you don't yeah. feel it during that time. It's not like that. Mm-hmm. No, mm. it's not. It's not. And also, we are forgetting one important source that God has given us for success on earth, which is the Holy Spirit. And the importance of actually relying on the Holy Spirit for everything pertaining to your life, pertaining to godliness. You know, he's not just there to teach us how to pray, but he's there to teach us also how to profit, how to plow the soil, you know, how to fish and get the fish, you know. He's there because he cares about each and every aspect of our lives and how we actually get there. You know, if anything that the Holy Spirit cares about is our journey, 
and ensuring that we walk that journey in a God-honoring way and in a way that would then align us with the Father's heart. Because at the end of the day, it is the Spirit of God who knows the hearts of God and who knows what's in the heart of God pertaining to our lives. He's the one who carries the blueprint, if I can say. You know? yes. So if I can just add on those keys, the, the number one key would be the total reliance on the Holy Spirit and knowing that he is for you and he has the blueprints. So if there's anyone that you could rather obey, wouldn't that be him? You know, the moment you decide to say, let obedience be the first and only option for me to walk yeah. this thing out, then you will start seeing success. What would we, your view be on that? Sure. Like, that's really, that's really, really true. Um, you know, we, we are nothing without the Holy Spirit. We really are nothing without the Holy Spirit. And even when you go through uh, most of the, the stories or testimonies in the Bible, you know, it's always that the power of God was upon, the Holy Spirit was, and, you know, he operates that way, you know, and he's our helper. And in most cases, when you feel stuck, when you feel, I don't know what I can do now, the Holy Spirit is there, you know, because the source of the vision is God. And he yeah. can only operate in you through the Holy Spirit. So mm. while you are doing, you're also listening. Yeah. You know, so you do mm. as the father wants. And mm. you can feel it. If you are really walking with God, you can feel when this is just your own doing. And you can mm. tell this is the Holy Spirit. So you need that discernment, you know, because yeah. even part of the keys, I feel, um, the law of association again mm -hmm. you need discernment to know who are you supposed to be around and at what time you know what mm -hmm. are you supposed to share and in regards to your vision steps and everything who should you share this with at what extent should you share like uh how many things or how often you know who should you mm -hmm. de-associate with for what reasons you need all those things from the holy spirit before you find mm -hmm. once again cutting people off from your life for wrong reasons, yeah. you know, or yeah. pushing away people that are supposed to actually be helping you with that vision. Yeah. So you need discernment and it will only come from the Holy Spirit. So I think the first key, like you are saying, you know, the, the number one key is just you listening to the Holy Spirit and walking with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I liked what you said. You, you said a few words that are really important to say that moving while listening, right? And yeah. last week we shared a podcast about taking moments of separation. And I felt I didn't dive into it as much as I, I wanted to because of time constraints and all of that. But what would you say is the most important um, element to taking those times of, of separation? Would you say it's important for life vision? Would you say it's, it's not really important? Um, what would your view on that be? I think it's important. It's important because, you know, I am inspired by um, the way Jesus would step away from his disciples when he goes to pray. Yeah. He wasn't it the way we should be doing it now like um you would take a moment away but there are yeah. times that also in our lives now we need to take that step back to say god let's talk god mm. what's the next move alone because when you are surrounded there are opinions around you yeah. someone else who will be telling you the Holy Spirit is just saying to me that maybe, oh, I've got a prophecy. Oh, I've got, maybe they're right. Yes, I've got a word, yeah. You know, and all the words that they're getting, the scriptures, their experiences, their testimonies, yes, they might mean well, but does God want you to consult from someone else or does he want yeah. you to speak to him directly? Because we each have the Holy Spirit. So yeah. when you are alone, it is between you, God, you know, the Holy Spirit. And yeah. that moment of just stepping away is very, very important in a life vision because from there, that's when he can tell you, 
us given the word to mm, go speak mm. you know the next step yeah. from here we are going to speak to whatever or whoever mm. we are going to talk about this go to this place and do what but he cannot operate when you are crowded he cannot mm. operate when you always go to your friends to consult when you go sometimes even to your husband for consultation which is not a bad thing yeah. is your husband but we need to know that god is first priority and that times that he wants just you and him alone and him. yeah yeah yes and so it's important in a life vision because i wouldn't have found out a lot of things if i didn't have alone time with god mm. Okay. And while we are even here on this um habit of of separating yourself of making it if not a daily thing, we apart from your devotional time because as as believers we have our devotional times in the morning where we pray and we read the word and we we commune with God, but apart from that, making it a habit to separate even throughout the day and hear what the Lord is saying throughout the day and how he then wants to lead you throughout, right? What are yes. other habits that you can say a person would then do well to incorporate to make sure that they they succeed in achieving all that they have envisioned for their lives? Mm, I think, you know, having a mentor. A mentor yeah. is very important, but you need a good mentor. It's also mm. something that... Um, you know, through prayer, God is able to show you who can mentor you. Mm -hmm. And as much as, you know, we as Empowerment Creations um, recommend books to read, mm -hmm. I also think that there are books in season. Yeah. You don't just, it can be a very good book by Dr. Miles, but it's not for you to read at that point or that state of whatever you're going through or yes. At the beginning of your journey, there's a certain book by Dr. Miles you need to read, or there's a certain book by Sarah Jacks that you need to read, or there's a certain mm -hmm. book by whoever. And also from your mentor side, like if you have a mentor, whether it's a mentor um, online, someone you've never met, but you look up to watch or read that someone's go through that journeys and find out, okay, so they've got a similar story, like, you know, mm -hmm. I have a similar story to theirs. And they achieved this. How did they do this? You know, you go and listen into whatever that they have to share. Pick from those things, anything that is useful for you. Because yeah. I also, you know, whenever I talk about vision boards, I don't want to just encourage someone to just say, go and do a vision board. There's a lot mm -hmm. you need to put on that thing. It's a declaration. You are putting words written. And that's for your life. It's for your future. It's a legacy for you. And so yeah. in order to put all those things together and work with it and start executing and, and having these things, like to live your dream, to finally have them manifest, you need to go in the right direction, you know? Mm -hmm. So your mentor has to be someone who did not only have the same story as you, but overcome it. How? Through Christ. And what are they doing currently? You know, are they still continuing with that journey? Are they still faithful to God? You know, what yeah. are they saying to you? What are they encouraging you to do? You know, and when you're reading those books that you are reading, what are you taking from them? Yeah. So you need to pay attention to details of the people that you look up to. If you have a yeah. mentor, your mentor, you know, and mm -hmm. if you are reading even in the Bible, mm -hmm. any story that you can relate to, make sure anointing you are not care, you are not putting um, yourself through an anointing of I have a Joseph anointing when you are a David, I have an F anointing <laughs> when you are you know <laughs> you need to we have many things. It's really <laughs> <laughs> we need to be sure. <laughs> Oh my because God. You don't want to find yourself having Joseph's journey and you're complaining and you put this upon yourself. You were supposed to be a David or you were supposed to be an Abraham, you know? So yeah. a relationship with the Holy Spirit and following the right things and paying attention to detail is very, very important for you to make sure that you achieve your life journey, your yeah. life vision. 
And, you know, we always don't want to scare others. We want to encourage, but we need to encourage with the truth, you know, and not sell people an idea of you can do it, girl. You know, you're going to get it right. Why do you just need to? We need to speak about the journey. Mm -hmm. The reason why we, we have things like, because there are things for us to overcome. But it depends on who are you listening to and are you really working with God in order for you to overcome? Yeah. Because not everybody who has a vision makes it to the end. Others don't. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true, really. And what I'm gathering is that you are saying that um, self-reflection is important. Very important. It's important. And I would add on to that to say, for this journey, really, you need to have that habit of that bounce back attitude, you know, of being resilient, knowing that even if a thing seems hard or uh, at the moment it seems like you have failed, you need that ability to bounce back. Yes, you do. True. Because the journey requires it, really. And it's so fleshy when you see other people who are now on step 10,000 and you are on step one. It's so easy for you to compare and say, look how beautiful that is. Whereas you are missing their day one, their day two, and their day three, right? And you, you then see your day one as a failure because you are comparing it to day 10,000 of someone else. Yes, yes, true that. And, yeah. you know, it's said to, to, like, look back one day and say, if only I, you know. Yeah. It's another thing to try something, then fail at it, than to not try at all and say, if only I. Yeah. And as a young woman, I encourage uh, people of my age now and even younger to give it a try. Give it a try. Yeah. And see if it's going to work. Rather have mm-hmm. a testimony of I tried and it didn't go well than, well, yeah. I, I, I just didn't think it was going to work. You know? Yeah. I sat for a long time thinking I don't have the potential. I don't have whatever. I don't have the resources. And it's only now that I'm seeing it's possible. Yes. It's very possible. Mm-hmm. And so even when I go then through trials, I can still mm. stand and say, but God, there's a way because you are a way maker. What are we doing next? You know? Yes. So yeah. it's time now for me to try things out and see if it's not going to work for me. Okay, next. It's going to work for me next. By the time that I'm in my 30s or approaching 40, there will be things yeah. I tried that didn't work, but there'll be something that I have achieved because I tried at the right time. Yes. So we need to have that, you know. It's very bad to regret that you didn't try anything, especially when you see somebody running with the idea that you had initially and they're doing very well at it. Yes. Yeah. And regret is another thing that will keep you down and stagnant for a long time. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's true. That's true. What a beautiful conversation this was impactful i must say and we really enjoyed having you around with us fortunate and we are hoping for more in the future and for now i would say how can people get a hold of you how can they connect with you on social media Mm, okay um they can they can get hold of us on uh instagram empowerment creations at empowerment creations on instagram and on spotify it's Empowerment Creations by Fortunate Maviko. Then uh, on Facebook, I'm still using a personal blog, so it's Fortunate Maviko. And yeah, that's it from now. And thank you so much for hosting me. It was a powerful conversation. And I loved, loved, loved being your guest. <laughs> thank you so much for yeah, hosting it's me. Really- <laughs> <laughs> it really was impactful and fun. 
and it's rare where we get moments where we can really sit down as sisters and and discuss these things you know and i'm so glad and honored to actually have had the opportunity to discuss this with you and have you joining us here and i hope our listeners enjoyed it i know it was impactful for me and I hope it was the same for them, right? And I will then request you to give me links and then I will publish them in our podcast description for all of you who then want to reach out. I would encourage you to join them on, on Instagram. They've got book clubs on Fridays and you, you can just walk this journey with them. And until we meet again, bye. Bye. Thank you. Yeah.